Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. And uh, from As the Joe Flies, Joe Chung is back. Joe, uh, neither of us knew where you were last week. We, we both assumed that you told us, but uh, we both forgot. So where I remembered were you last it was week? Di- something for Disney, but I don't remember why. Hurts, guys. It hurts. Uh, yeah, no. So I was remember I was supposed to go to Disney over Veterans Day weekend. We were going to go watch the U.S. women play in Miami and then go to Disney for the Christmas party. But uh, the people who were not supposed to go and my family got COVID, so we stayed home to take care of them. So this was our rescheduled trip, but we only went to Disney because obviously, you know, the U.S. women aren't playing right now. Uh, the U.S. men were playing while I was there, and I watched that at the pool as they drew with England. So that was very exciting. That's an expensive pool day always. It was we, the kids needed the the kids were going to go to the pool at some point, no matter what. So, you know, it worked out well. I know. Uh, but we like had a whenever, good time. Whenever you go to like a destination like that and you buy you're buying uh, park tickets and all that. I'm always. Is, do you ever get that feeling like we can't go to the pool because this is like a three hundred dollar pool trip, you know, because you're missing out on what you could be doing. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else gets that kind of feeling from it. Yes and no. But when you're like spending all this money on a Disney hotel. Um, it's like, that's true too. That's you're true too. like, you're like paying for the pool and the kids, I mean, the kids love the pool. Um, and so, and they also needed downtime for the parks anyway, but yes, uh, I just finished recording Disney decipher with Leslie and was talking about the trip. I will say that if you want to avoid crowds, I've always told people that the week after Thanksgiving is good, but having experienced it for myself, um, you know, the crowds were just super low, very manageable, and so very enjoyable uh, throughout the whole entire time. I'm jealous because I can't go that time of year, but that uh, cool weather in December and then having crowds. You did low last crowds. year. <laughs> I did? I went in December? Yeah, for Epcot. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, that was because that was for work. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I'm far as with the family, because like, we're so busy with reselling. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that's true. And it wasn't too bad, although Epcot was a little busier uh, that day. And I... <laughs> Now you really, you, you know, Mark, you really messed me up because I'll be in Orlando ne- early December next year too for another uh, diamond meetup. So, See? all right, I take back my words. Lies, but that's, all lies. But that's like the perfect mix, right? It's cool weather plus low crowds. That's like the uh, that's winning right there because sometimes you get low crowds, but then the weather's hot and you can't enjoy it as much. So, yeah, good stuff. We were in Austin this weekend for the MTM Diamond Meetup. If you, if Mark and Mai's voice are a little bit strange or worn out. We were in a lot of loud places talking kind of loud. So uh, I was going to yeah, say, got... Mark has a Vegas voice, a little bit of Vegas voice, a little bit of yeah. voice there, Mark. Oh, yesterday I couldn't or Saturday by the end of the night, like I had to like whisper in people's ears to order me a drink because I couldn't yell loud enough for the bartender to hear. It was bad. Yeah, I even went up to Mark and I'm like, you're being so quiet. Like, why are you being so quiet this weekend? And because uh, Friday like night, I he can't wore, talk. Wore out the way. <laughs> 
So yeah, it was a it was a good time in Austin. We had what sixty Diamond members there, and uh, we got to see a cool show, Esther's Follies, which is on Sixth Street there. That's sort of the central kind of bar nightclub or nightlife kind of place there. But Esther's Follies was it was kind of like a what would you say it was like a comedy troupe kind of show. There was some magic. There was a lot of singing of like funny show songs about like current events and politics, but on all sides and. It was crazy, though. A lot of the stuff was very topical to, like, right now. So they must continually be refreshing that show. But, like, every single person in the Diamond Group, 60 people, all left saying it was incredible, which, I mean, if that's not an endorsement, if you can get 60 people from, like, all walks of life to agree on something, then you know it was good. Yeah, and uh, what I've heard is you can go three, four times a year because they change up quite a bit, you know, to stay on topic for what's going on in the world so that's pretty cool and like you said they they give it from all sides so it's not like it's uh this way leaning or that way leaning like they just give it all they they pick out the thing just like comedians do where they pick out something that they you know they can poke at and and get people to laugh so yeah a lot of good stuff the magician was actually really really good i i enjoyed his stuff and then three of the diamond members got pulled on the stage uh for some of the acts and stuff and Ani was up there and it was just hilarious, like the stuff they had him do. And he ended up getting married by the end of the show. So it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. It was funny because he was like nervous about doing it and he was trying to avoid eye contact with the magician. And that's what got him picked, right? I mean, you, if somebody wants, if they're picking somebody to go up on stage, you have to act natural. The second that you show a minute of fear, that's yeah, when they they're going to come and get you. They want the people looking away. But no, that magician was hilarious, man. His stage presence was just, it was great. And, I was laughing every time he was up there. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, and Ani, he did a great job, great sport, and we had a couple other members that participated, and uh, it was a good time, uh, lots of good stuff. We stayed at the Tommy, which is, Tommy is like an interesting brand. Destination Hotels was launching it as a brand right around the time that Hyatt bought them, and if you remember Destination Hotels, is stuff like Alila and JDV, Thompson, those brands, and Tommy was like meant to be like a, a, a miniature maybe like a lower end version of Thompson and attached to it, like a hotel within a hotel, something like that. It's part of the JDB brand. Um, So in Austin, they have this brand new hotel. They have a Thompson and in the same building, in fact, they share every floor has Thompson rooms and Tommy rooms. Uh, So you go one way for Thompson, other way for Tommy. Now I went in the rooms at the Thompson. I got to go into a suite there. Absolutely stunning, beautiful. And uh, it was just a one-bedroom suite, Mark, and I think you could fit eight standard Tommy rooms <laughs> inside of that one suite. Uh, that's the thing about Tommy is the rooms are small, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, Joe, have you ever had to, uh, outside of a train, have you ever had to do your business in the shower? Which, which, which... Uh... I mean, cruise ship cabins are kind of like that, right? They're like which, toilets which right on top of, of the business? shower. Which number Both. of business are we talking about? <laughs> Both. I'm I'm trying to think. Do you, you hey? Know, did you ever I, watch I, Superstore? Did you ever watch Superstore? Yes, I did. Yes. Do you remember when Marcus was like, "Oh, like you don't go number two in the shower," and they're like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, you stomp <laughs> it down the drain with your foot." That's all I could think of while I'm looking at this bathroom. <laughs> so yeah, but so you, but there was there was there was a there was a larger drain though, right? It wasn't it wasn't uh, no stopping no, necessary. I want to I want to say that um, I have. Like we have stayed with like random people in mainland China and Taiwan and the shower, like where the shower begins and where the uh, toilet part of the bathroom ends, it really like it can be all together. So I, I wouldn't say I've 
gone in the shower. Well, I mean, I've gone in the shower, but not like because you were supposed to. <laughs> not both. <laughs> yeah, not both. Not both. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I I don't I don't remember ever doing that stateside for sure. Yeah, in uh, Southeast Asia, like stayed in a lot of guest houses and stuff like that. And many times, you know, they use a bidet there. They usually have like a wand coming from the wall. Many times that doubles as the shower head and your bidet. And like, no. the, so it's just a toilet and a place to stand in front of the toilet. <laughs> and so by the time you're done showering, the toilet's soaked. And yeah, it's I'd really to, like I'd an interesting to, thing. I'd have to soak that thing in bleach before I use it for a shower head. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just the, that's just the life of a, a budget traveler in uh, in southeast asia but yeah so to your point the rooms there are very nice what's really what's really nice about tommy is that uh it shares all the facilities with thompson it's in the same building so you know you check in at the same check-in desk it has this beautiful pool area a lot of nice restaurants the gym was pretty incredible so you're getting all these facilities but you're sort of paying a little bit less because you have a smaller room uh, Tommy is a category three Hyatt and we were there over the weekend. It was low category. So we all paid like 9,000 points a night, which I think was a deal because the bed was very comfortable. It almost yeah. felt like Thompson level bed. Uh, sheets were great. So the room itself was nice. 260 square feet, pretty tight though. If you uh, have more than one person or maybe more than a couple in there and then the bathroom or the, sh- <laughs> there's really no bathroom, I guess. Uh, there is a it's weird. glass enclosed area that uh, it does close off it has a barn door and you kind of go into this little glass enclosed area which if you're in the room with somebody else they could clearly see what's going on in there uh to the left is the toilet to the right is the shower all in the same space so yes the toilet is in the shower area and then like outside of there in just in the middle of your room is the sink and uh, slash desk slash desk slash table and uh, everything else that you need there um, that was an interesting choice. I felt that was a little clunky, uh, cause that just starts to get, you know, you put your toiletries there and then, you know, if you were going to eat in the room, yeah, you can't really do that. You can't really work on that. Cause you know, it, it, yeah, it becomes a little, a little strange. And I noticed that the maid started putting towels down underneath things you left on that sink area. Somebody else told me that and it happened for me. And I'm guessing it's because people's computers have gotten ruined because, you're sharing, you know, a space for for everything. So it's kind of like Moxie-like, I would say. The the Marriott Moxie, very, very hipster or very modern. I don't know. I liked it. Gosh, though. these Gen Zers are ruining everything. Like, what is what is this design? It's crazy to me, <laughs> at least. No, like if I was solo traveling, I would stay there again in a heartbeat. Like Sean said, the, the beds were really, really comfortable. One of my favorite beds I've slept in in, in a long time. Like I, I, I felt like it was very plush for being kind of like a lower end uh, property, but even the design, I like the design, the color scheme, the ceiling was like exposed concrete type of thing. The lights were kind of cool. You know, you had a big TV for such a small room, so it works, but it's basically like, you know, like a little, you know, airport hotel room, like a minute suites. Like you're just going into this little room with a bed and in your own private uh, bathroom and shower. And that's it. Like I wouldn't stay there with my wife. That's a little bit too much closeness. Um, and definitely wouldn't stay family traveling. We'd have to get like four different rooms, but, uh, yeah, I, I, w- I would say there again, you know, for this type of trip, if you're going to be out like Austin's a nightlife city. So if you're gonna be out on the nightlife, it doesn't really matter. You're not hanging out in the room. And then the pool area was, was one of the better pool areas I've seen in the U S I mean, it's not like a swimming swim pool. Like you can't take kids and have them do laps. It's more of like a Vegas type of just stand there and have drinks type of pool. But the rooftop was really cool. Wax Myrtles, where we had a 
a meetup outside, had a really cool outdoor bar area. So it was all beautiful. And then they hosted us. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll say the Tommy, all the people at the check-in were great. Everybody that we worked with was great. The general manager, since we had so many globals, gave us a happy hour just for our group, you know, no charge uh, in one of their restaurant areas, you know, open bar for an hour, which was really, really cool. So, you know, I can't say enough good things about it for sure. Yeah, I, I want to emphasize my review of the hotel would be a very positive one. Uh, room aside, I don't, the, and again, the room did not bother me. The only thing I really didn't like was the sink and how that is too multifunction for my taste. Uh, but as far as like the staff, the amenities, and like you said, by myself, absolutely I would stay there because the location is great. You're right near 6th Street. You're right in the center of everything. There are a ton of new hotels. Like in the last five years, every brand has built a brand new hotel in downtown Austin. So you have a lot of choice there. But I think at 9,000 points a night, it was a great value too because you're yeah. getting that luxury hotel experience. And like Benji said, it's like a flop house. He, he said it was a flop house above the bar. Maybe a nice flop house. I don't know. But it was yeah. uh, it was good. So. If you, yeah, and then if you have, you know, more people, you can always stay at the Thompson right next door, and then you get all the access to all the same things. So the property is really great. And then we went down to the Driscoll and checked that out, which is another recently became a Hyatt property, but I think the oldest hotel in, in Austin and a lot of history, supposedly haunted, beautiful, you know, entry area with a big uh, Christmas tree and the bar was really cool. So I definitely, even if you're not staying there, because I think that's like a cat five. If you're not gonna, if you don't want to use the points to stay there, go there, have a drink or eat, and check it out. It's a really cool building. It's right around the corner too, so both are in perfect locations for checking out Austin. Yeah, the Driscoll is like a grand hotel of another era, and you walk inside, and it, you know, it meets that reputation. It's a beautiful property, and uh, like you said, big Christmas tree, really nice place to see a historic building. Definitely worth doing that. We had people go to the Capitol, do tours of that. Other people walk around, see other cool museums and experiences, walk along the river, uh, obviously all the nightlife on 6th Street. Downtown Austin Rainy really Street. delivers. Yeah, Rainy Street Rainy also. Rainy Street's with, really cool. Yeah, they have uh, a really cool beer garden, which we didn't get to try on this trip, but I did Oktoberfest at a couple years ago called Bangers right there on Rainy Street. And uh, tons of like interesting bars, food truck pods as well, all over there in Rainy Street and elsewhere. So, so much good food. All the barbecue, of course, but everything else, too. There wasn't a bad thing I tried this weekend. And uh, we went to a cool tiki bar, Zanzibar, at the Marriott, which I really liked. I mean, I would call it like half tiki, half rooftop, because it doesn't have all the theming of a lot of tiki bars. Yeah, um, but it's but, all tiki drinks. Yeah, it's tiki drinks, and a, it's a light tiki theme, but it is a really cool location and pretty nice. So I think everybody left Austin, especially the people who hadn't been there before, really impressed with the city, what it offers, and how it's just very, very unique in America. There's no other city that's like that with that sort of culture. It, it 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 takes that sort of weirdness to the extreme and does it in a great way. A great place for comedy, too. There's tons of comedy clubs. Esther's Follies we talked about, but there are a ton of comedy clubs there. Uh, that uh, The comedy scene, obviously, with Joe Rogan moving there, but so many comedians. Are you trying to trigger people? No, I'm not trying to trigger people. Yeah, I'm boy, saying that the comedy, Sean, the yeah, boy, Joe, Joe just left the podcast. Okay, so yeah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> no, but I mean, I'll, there's a huge comedy scene in Austin as well. So, uh, a great city, and I'm glad we got to do it. And it was a great group of people. And uh, we are opening up a few extra slots for the Diamond Group because we've uh, had a few members leave. So there are a few slots open now uh, for people who are listening. So uh, there's only a limited amount. I'm not going to leave it open. 
for everyone. But uh, if you're listening to this, you want to get in the Diamond Group, check it out, patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. So yeah, actually, uh, um, as you're plugging that, I had a question for you guys. I feel like these meetups are much more social and it, it does seem like the group is pretty chill together. So for people who are, may consider jumping on when it's open, like, I mean, I guess, how would you describe the vibe overall? I would say that we've been incredibly lucky and I don't know like how this happened, but there's been so little drama in this group. We're going on what, three years now uh, of doing this. And uh, we have cultivated like perhaps the the most positive, fun group of people. So there's a lot of socializing and some of our meetups are pure socializing. Uh, for instance, we're doing a meetup in Memphis in April. We're gonna do some presentations there as well. So we mix it up. Uh, we have a cruise in February. Uh, we also have meetups in St. Louis, Vancouver, BC and Orlando next year. So we're having quarterly meetups. And so it's really good because you get a mix of people who have gone to the meetups and kind of are, you know, sort of like becoming friends over time. And then you have new people who come in, an incredibly welcoming group of people. There's no like gatekeeping. There's no clicks. There's no like excluding anyone. And uh, I just want to make a shout out to not only the people in Austin uh, who are incredible, but every other meetup because, you know, th this is sort of the tone that we set with the group and it seems to be carrying through. So it's about positivity. It's about having fun. It's about sharing our passion for miles and points and travel, having those conversations as well and learning. And I talked to like five different people who it was their first meetup and who are newer to the group from the last time, you know, who joined before we closed it off. And all of them just had an incredible time and couldn't uh, say enough nice things about everybody else and how welcoming they were. And that's really what the vision for this group was, right? I know I'm isolated in my life from people that uh, kind of think and love this stuff the way that I do. And so it's always nice to be able to talk about crazy things, uh, travel related uh, with, with a group of people who don't, you know, judge, who understand, um, you know, like-mindedness. So that's literally what it's about. It's not just about like going and, and learning a thing and sitting in a, you know, in a conference room and, and being told, you know, one thing. It's, it's about really the, the relationships and uh, making our lives a little bit funner, better, stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to all the meetups. We have, like I said, five meetups next year planned uh, for members. So in uh, Memphis, that's that's the next one on the list I'm excited for. And uh, I hope uh, people enjoy it. And it seems like the members did. So uh, that was uh, a good time. All right. So uh, while we were in Austin, I think the news broke that Capital One made a big change to their priority pass that you get with the Venture X card. And uh, they're following Amex's lead, basically getting rid of restaurants. And uh, this is something Amex did a few years ago. I know it's uh, pretty early on in their, you know, sort of Venture X life. And uh, they're already cutting benefits. City prestige vibes going down right now. <laughs> so what do you think, Mark? I mean, is this a big deal? I don't ever use priority pass restaurants all that much. I've only used them a few times over the years, but I've talked to a lot of people, our, my, our friend PDX Deals guy, but I was talking to people in Austin too. People use these restaurants like crazy. So I think for some, this could be a big loss, although at least Chase for now with like Sapphire Reserve and the Ritz card, stuff like that is keeping it. Let's hope that stays on. Yeah. And of course, Detroit uh, just got a restaurant, you know, a couple weeks ago. So, <laughs> and I just got the Spark Elite. So I finally have access to it because I don't have any of the chase cards just have Amex and you know I don't mind them doing this like I, like you I don't use the restaurants that much I know they're big for other people you get $28 usually at at the restaurant to spend and it's kind of crazy because they get you know reimbursed like 23 24 25 dollars I think uh, back so that is a huge cost especially 
when you're when you have guesting privileges and stuff. Imagine a lot of people are going there and just using up all the money because they can, probably not eating half the stuff, just trying random stuff and, you know, priority passes getting the bill for 75 bucks, which I'm sure they forward on to Capital One at some point. So I can see why the cost would be so high compared to maybe other lounges where they pay a flat fee to get entry for their members. So I get it. It's just, you know, you got to, if you offer it when you have all these people sign up and you push it and you market it so much, you have to hold it for the first year. Like if they announced this and said, hey, ending at the end of your card member year or whatever, or, you know, sometime middle of next year, something like that, I'd be fine with it. But the fact that it happened in, you know, four months into their new launch where they're charging $400 for a card, I think that's a bit, uh, you know, city-esque. Yeah, so it's going to take effect on January 1st, 2023. So you have a few weeks if you want to get your Detroit oh boy. Priority Pass restaurant on. So yeah, you know, it's a change, not a lot of notice. Um, we've seen this happen. We saw Amex do it. Uh, you know, they made a big change too, because it used to be like places like Portland. I know they had the Capers Marketplace. They had like a wine shop. You could go buy wine and they would let you do take things to go. You could just do like snacks and everything else to take on the plane. And so over the years, it's been like a cat and mouse game. It seems like with Priority Pass to like shut down things and then the banks. And I think, Mark, you're absolutely right. I think somebody got the bill at Capital One and they're like, what the heck? Uh, this is a lot more than we thought it would cost. And uh, it's going to get passed on. I mean, at least the VentureX only has that that lower annual fee compared to some of the other premium cards at $395. So it's not good, but uh, I don't think it's a game changer for me. But I know other people are really upset about it. Joe, you have any? Are you upset? Do you, you don't have the VentureX, do you? I wonder I wonder how many blogs will still call it the best card out there. Ooh. I have the Venture X. Depends on the affiliate commission. I have the Venture X, but uh, <laughs> it does not matter to me. But it's funny because my dad like always uses the Priority Pass restaurants. Um, he has the reserve, so he's still good. But he's like, he's he's always using. It. He's always telling me of which restaurants he's used and stuff like that. Now with the kids, like dragging them along and stuff like that, I I just show up to the airport like. 35 minutes before my flight and just get straight onto the plane. Um, this is the way. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't have time to deal with that anymore, but uh, I know people who really like it and it's just, it's like you guys said, it's, it's a further devaluation, but it's, it's kind of expected at this point that the cards are going to do it. They just, you know, and you can still, <laughs> I mean, the other thing to talk about is uh, I was going to say, you can still get into the lounges, but can you get into the lounges? I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, lounges have been, yeah, that's another story. And everybody in the community is sort of up in arms, right? Delta taking away lounge access for elites. And, you know, everywhere you go, like I've been in, you know, not a ton of airports lately, but every time I've been in an airport walking by a lounge, there's a line out the door. The Centurion Lounge in Vegas, the line just keeps getting longer and longer. And they just made that lounge 50% bigger during COVID. Yeah, something has to give these... I think the the new TikTok generation or the things going viral generation, I think the miles and points hobby is going to be under a lot of stress. A lot of the sort of things that we took advantage of that other people never saw on their radar, it's starting to come on their radar. They're starting to uh, you know see about this stuff. The credit card companies, the banks are doing a better job at marketing, which I know upsets a lot of people. But you know, we want to kind of gatekeep this stuff in a little bit of a way so that we can enjoy it. But now the world is sort of catching on. And uh, when everybody has lounge access, then no one has lounge access, right? They're definitely not as special as they used to be. Although Capital One doing great things with their product. So kudos to them as they build out their lounge network because it does look amazing. 
I'll also throw in the Delta Lounge at in Austin at the airport was one of the better lounges I've been to in the U.S. and definitely one of the better airline lounges. You know, I, I'd put it above any of the Delta Lounges in Detroit, even the new one. I really liked the the setup they had there. A lot of space, a little bit of outdoor space. It was kind of like, you know, floating in the middle of the terminal a little bit because it's up above it. And it's like a, a circle globe type of thing. So it looks cool from the outside when you're going up to it and Inside was really uh, beautiful. The food was decent. It wasn't crowded. I was there early on a Sunday, and it was definitely picking up by the time I left. So I don't know what it's like in the afternoon type of thing, but I really liked it. It was, you know, I was there for 30 minutes before my flight, 40 minutes, and uh, it was enjoyable. So it was better than being in the terminal, which you can't always say about lounges these days. I wouldn't know about being in the terminal on this trip because I flew in and out of Austin's quote-unquote New South Terminal. And uh, this re- this gives me like Europe vibes because uh, the South Terminal only houses Frontier and Allegiant at Austin's airport, and it's basically like it's this... also called the Plebe Terminal. Then <laughs> it's definitely the Plebe <laughs> Terminal, but there's some good things to it, and I think people who are going to fly in and out of Austin on the, one of those carriers actually might not be sad. For example, when I landed, I was in my Uber in 30 seconds after getting off the plane because you just walk right in. There's just a small waiting area. It's almost like a private jet terminal. That's what it sort of feels like. That's the distance from the road to the plane. And then uh, flying back out, it took there was no security line, and uh, you're right there. So you don't have to worry about getting to the airport so early, uh, all of that stuff. So it was actually good. I flew Allegiant for the first time yesterday. Uh, shout out to uh, my friends John and Jack Ryan. Uh, I paid for an exit row seat because I, when I'm by myself, I didn't want to get stuck with their 29-inch uh, pitch. Uh, it wasn't very much. It was like 20-something dollars. It was a package uh, that I booked, but uh, my whole flight was less than $100 just using a, a card to erase it. So no uh, real out-of-pocket cost there. But John Ryan, he outmaneuvered me. This kid is, uh, if you don't know, he writes for us, 15 years old. He is an expert at miles and points. Like he knows so much uh, for his age and well, he probably knows more than than most people uh, who are in this hobby. Also about Vegas and everything else. But anyway, so he waits to check in because he wants to try to get a better seat location. And of course, he checks in like as we're in the Uber to the airport and gets the seats, the two exit row seats right next to me for free while I uh, I pay nice. for it like a <laughs> like a schmuck. So there you go. Uh, John Ryan better one bleep up that out, Joe. Better bleep schmuck out. I'm Jewish. I get to say schmuck, right? That's not. That's not. Especially when I'm describing myself. Why don't you ask uh, Joe Rogan what he thinks? Oh, stop! Oh, we, there was a place. There was a Rogan restaurant in uh, in Austin called Jew Boy Sliders. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. I saw that. That yeah. sounds problematic. Because because if you're Jewish, you get to you get to use the word Jew, right? But yeah. Not, not, not probably the best idea. I'm guessing they were kosher. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just a weird setup. So yeah, the Allegiant flight experience was pretty good. Like it was on time. Uh, the boarding went really well. The flight attendants were friendly enough. If you've flown on other budget carriers, you probably know what to expect. You know, you're going to pay for all your drinks and food and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, it was just another. Do so they have buzz balls? They did have buzz balls. They were expensive. I think they were like ten bucks, and uh, regular like minis were like seven bucks. Um, and then, uh, you know, a variety of food and drinks, sodas, like three, four bucks. I forgot the price of that. I love how the drink card is like super tiny on low cost carriers and it takes them like three minutes to get through all the service because nobody wants to pay for anything. The one interesting thing, and this was a A320, an Airbus A320, is the aisle is 
a good six to 12 inches wider than it is on other versions of that plane. And that means that the seats are narrower, right? But the aisle was like so wide. So even people could like walk, you know how when you're sitting on a, on the aisle, people are always bumping into you as they go by and the cart bumps and you all that stuff. That doesn't happen because the aisle is so wide that people can maneuver around other people. But I guess the seats are narrower, but I didn't notice that. So it was just a little quirk. But yeah, I mean, I had a terrible experience with Allegiant vacations last year, uh, but this went really well. And, you know, I know people want to trash budget airlines, but I'm my streak is still going well. So I'll knock on wood. Hopefully I, I don't end up with any... Uh, terrible stuff. I also do have insurance. So if I got stuck in Austin yesterday from a cancellation, because they only have that one flight, then it would have been covered. But that was a potential thing that I knew about going in. So yeah, Allegiant good. Speaking of new terminals, Terminal C at Orlando, beautiful terminal, not ready for business yet. Um, Because I had rented a car and the car rental places in Terminal C aren't ready yet. Like Eventually, I think I'll be able to pick my car up at the garage there. I had to walk 35 minutes plus like a SkyTrain thing to get to the main terminal. And, you know, it's just not totally ready. The terminal obviously is going to be beautiful. And the gate and all that stuff was fine. And the international stuff looks like it's going to be great. But if you're flying JetBlue into uh, Orlando anytime before they get the car rentals going, uh, I think Uber is your better bet. Uh, So that's my quick Orlando Terminal C update. While we're talking about airports, let's talk really quick about the Real ID Act. The Real ID Act was passed in 2005, uh, and it was basically like uh, in response to 9-11, trying to up the security and saying that all the states, everybody had to follow certain protocols for developing their IDs, and it was supposed to go into place in 2008, meaning that in order to fly in the U.S. in 2008, you were supposed to have a Real ID compliant driver's license or you can use like a passport or like global entry card, something else. But as far as like IDs, uh, they have that real ID compliance. And then the states were very slow to adopt this. So they just kept postponing it. And it took until 2018 be- before every state had adopted real ID. Yet they kept postponing it. And then COVID happened and they postponed it again till next year and 2023. And then uh, today, just as we're recording this, the TSA has postponed it to 2025. <laughs> So that would be a 17-year postponement as of uh, now. That's it's so, funny. It's so stupid, too. All they do is put a star on your one here. So it's like you, you pay a little bit more fee. It's no different. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Jasmine has one. I don't have a real ID just based on my renewal schedule. In fact, uh, like two years ago, I went to the DMV during COVID to like register a car, and their driver's license machines went down. I tried to get one, and then I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm not going to go do it now for, for a couple of years, but you're right. It's not a much difference. I know there are some security features that they require, and that's really what the difference is. But the TSA is also implementing a lot of new technology. Uh, you know, if you've gone to the airport lately, you notice you, you probably don't need to scan a boarding pass anymore. You just hand them your ID. They put it in a machine and it verifies that you're supposed to travel and uh, they have new machines. So the whole security apparatus is changing I wonder if this will ever happen. I mean, I guess it'll happen someday. But just think about that. 17 years, it was 17 years ago, it was supposed to be implemented. And if it does go into effect in 2025, that'll be 20 years after the law was passed. So it's just another insane story. But I'm glad we have a few more years. And uh, I suspect for most people in this audience, not a huge deal because they have passport, global entry, whatever. But uh, nobody wants to take that with them when they're flying domestically, though. (laughs) At least I don't. I, I end up doing it. 
So I renewed my license and I don't know if it was 2018 or 2019 and totally forgot about it. They didn't even like mention it. And you think it'd just be, why don't you just make it so everybody gets it? Like how many people aren't going to fly, you know, over the five years? I'm sure that number's somewhat small, but, uh, so I forgot about it. So during, you know, the last time before they bumped it back during COVID, I went in there thinking, oh, now's the time I'll go back. I had to pay the full fee again to get it updated to this. And I thought thought the uh, the secretary of state would move a little bit quicker during COVID because you had to have an appointment and there was no people like sitting around waiting. It was it took just as long. It, it blew my mind. I didn't understand it, but so I got it. And now they keep bumping it back. I probably could have just waited till it renewed again. Very stupid. I don't, I don't get the whole thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those funny theater. things. It's theater. I, I mean, I don't know, but uh, I think one day. Uh, they'll implement it and then Congress will pass a law to like change it, make, make them require something new and we'll start the process all over again. All right. All right. What do you think guys? What do you think? Okay. <laughs> I need to, re- I'm renewing my driver's license. Like I had it open while we were already meeting before I even knew we were going to talk about this and I can choose between getting a normal one or a real ID. But if I get the real ID, I got to go in person. What should I do? What would you oh. do? Are we going to, oh, we're going to, man. We're going to keep rolling it forward. Think they're, they're going to, I do have a global entry card. So I am like kind of, I'm kind of covered. I would way, say do it online then. Yeah. Global entry cards makes it you know easy. I wouldn't want to carry my passport around, but the global entry cards probably in there all the time. So go for yeah, it. I mean, Sean, what should I gamble? Like, I feel like, I feel like this is never going to happen. Delayed gratification. Yeah. I, I would probably avoid the DMV, avoid going in person. Um, and uh, just go ahead and uh, do it online and hope that we get more delays. Three years is a long time, so you got you got a ways to, to go. So, yeah, I, I agree. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. When is it uh, supposed to be due now? Like, what did they push it back to? The, this change goes into effect May 7th, 2025. So you still got time, Joe. So you're, you're good. All right. I'm going to stick with Global Entry and just keep gambling. Keep Keep rolling it. Keep rolling it forward. All right. So we have something uh, important to talk about, an announcement. What was it like three and a half years ago that we launched this show? I know we're at 170, what, two, three episodes, something like that. Uh, it's Quick math, long... Joe. How many years is that? <laughs> you know I'm not good at math, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. A lot of, a lot of shows. Uh, we have uh, you know, built quite the relationship here. It's been so much fun uh, talking to you guys every week. But Mark has an announcement that he wants to make. So uh, I'll let you speak for yourself there. Um. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, most people listening or, or quite a few have uh, already read the article on the site that came out on Monday. But uh, at the end of the year, I'll be leaving Miles to Memories. I'll still be doing the uh, the YouTube show with Sean, so you can still see me there. But uh, podcast writing, all that type of stuff, I uh, won't be around any any longer. So I, wa- I wanted to, you know, take a second to, to thank everybody that's listened, everybody that's read uh, stuff on the site, uh, watched the YouTube channel, which... Hopefully you still keep watching it long into the future, but, um, no, and, and thank you too as well. You know, uh, I was a little bit hesitant to, to do this podcast originally. Uh, and I thank you know, Sean for pushing me into it and, uh, Joe for teaching us the ropes of using proper mics, even though I don't think I still have a mic that you like so much, but, uh, you know, doing no uh, comment, getting the, <laughs> the headphones set up and, and all that stuff and, you know, doing masterful editing job. Uh, so we don't all sound like idiots every week. So appreciate that. You know, Sean, since the beginning of Miles Memories, taking a chance on somebody that's never really worked in the space and, and showing me how to, to do articles and everything like that and giving me that opportunity. So 
thank you so much for to both of you and you know, I still haven't met Joe in real life, but hopefully one of these days I'm out in Boston and he doesn't Benji me and not show up. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, you know, you and I have had a very close working relationship, not just on the podcast, but on the site and everything else, uh, you know, collaborating for over five years. It's been what about five and a half years since you started yeah. at Miles to Memories. And uh, it's been interesting to see the journey along the way. Like you talk about this podcast specifically, how, you know, it becomes, you know, for me, like you haven't met Joe, but because of just doing this every week, it feels like we're in person talking and, you know, like we have these, you know, these connections, although I have met Joe a few times. So at least, uh, at least that helps. I'm jealous. He looks like. Dang, he rub doesn't... it in, Sean. Jeez. <laughs> he looks, yeah, he looks just like Han. <laughs> and he walked away as I said it. Dang it. So, yeah, we've grown into this, right? I, I think that it's been an interesting thing to sit here and talk to each other every week. And as we do Vegas, and like you said, we'll continue to do that. But you've done an incredible job on the site, with the, our group, with our communities, Facebook. And that's where you started. A lot of people don't know that you started as my moderator on the Facebook group, the Miles to Memories Facebook group. So if we count that, you've sort of been attached at least six years or more. I don't remember how long you did that before you really started writing for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you've been instrumental in building this brand, and I appreciate everything that you've done. It's been an amazing time, and uh, I look forward to working with you in our uh, on our Vegas stuff going forward and wish you the best with everything that you do. And, uh, you know, I want to reiterate that it's been it's been great. We, I consider you a friend. I think you consider me a friend, and uh, we're going to keep this going for a long time as far as our collaboration on the Vegas side. And with this podcast... We're going to do some fun stuff in the new year. I'm really looking forward to that. I uh, just echo what uh, you said, Sean. You know, I think finding chemistry in a podcast is something that is very difficult. It doesn't come easy. And, you know, I think we'll all say, you know, it took us a while to figure out our groove. Outside of, you know, soy sauce, rice, and me being bad at math, that really, you know, that that really helped and dishwashers, that really held it together for the first 15, 20 episodes as we were all like getting used to um, this. But, you know, I've really appreciated just the rapport that we've had here and getting to know you better, Mark. And, you know, I think this podcast is not going to be the same. And I think that's why, you know, Sean uh, will share eventually ideas he has for where this will go. But the reality is, Mark, uh, you can't be replaced. Um, is that a compliment? I'll let you be the. I'll let you be the decider. Probably not. Of that. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's many listeners that are very happy right now that they don't have to hear the laugh anymore. But no, I, pre- you know, I appreciate that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, Mark, it has been. I, I've been like obviously I've known the news for a while, and the way I know that uh, you've made a real impact, Mark, is that I've just been in denial. You know, to me, it's like this podcast is going to keep going because like, you know, Mark, as you follow me on Twitter, like I, I like get an attachment to podcasts um, that I listen to. And so when only they like up, 47 days worth of listening in it in the last year, can yeah. we talk about that <laughs> <Yeah>. a bit <laughs> next episode? Um, but but so, you know, I think I, I feel the same way about, um, you know, this era of the podcast ending. So thanks so much, Mark, for. Uh, I have enjoyed this ride. And of course, you know, the three of us together is not going to be the same. So you will be missed. Uh, No, I I appreciate that. That means uh, the world to me. And, you know, I love hanging out with you guys every week. And and definitely if you ever need somebody to fill in or, or, you know, 
have a, a slot and need me to to jump in next year and and help out in any way or you know be a guest guest uh, spot I'm I'm more than open to it so that'll be fun. We'll do maybe we can do it like uh once a quarter or something or like have something set in stone that we do every so often just to to get the gang back together. Done. Done. I think we should absolutely do that. We also have a I have 170 plus episodes of audio that I could just cut your your laughs and just add a laugh a mark laugh track to any no I'm just kidding I won't do that (laughs) but (laughs) people are like no (laughs) but yeah it's been a great time and you know I was thinking about this and you know we launched this podcast shortly before COVID started and you know every week while we were isolated in our homes you know we were talking to each other and we were working through things and it was a very tough time and and the show was still in its infancy at that point so it became you know very strange and it was just an interesting time for the three of us and what we went together with that and you know what it built into as joe said has been amazing and i have some really exciting ideas for where we're going to go and trying to get some more nuts and bolts stuff and uh, bring in some other voices uh to to sort of teach us about other things and keep a lot of the fun here and i'm really excited uh we can do that whenever you would want to come back we can do a reunion i'm i'm all for that so uh that's good to know yeah and as just let me know bang yeah and as uh, i said we're going to continue to work on youtube so if you want to see Mark and I fight with each other and laugh and all that good stuff, make sure you check out the YouTube channel uh, because we do that. Lots of uh, good Vegas stuff there and lots of laughs on the Vegas side too. So if you love that Mark laugh, check it out. And he will be uh, announcing publicly later this month uh, what he's going to be doing next. And uh, we wish him the best in that. I, I truly mean that from the bottom of my heart. I wish you the best. And uh, I'm grateful for all the years that you gave to Miles to Memories of you being alongside me uh, creating this and help build this into what it is. And, uh, you know, I'm deeply grateful uh, that you came into my life via that Facebook group and everything since then. So thank you so much. A, a little too mushy for, for now. So I think I'll... I'll, I'll... <laughs> we got we to slap each other on the backs while we hug. So we're hitting each other and hugging. Air, air hugs. There you go. Bro there hug. you go. Air got hugs. a bro hug. Yeah. So that's our big announcement. Uh, more information on the site. Mark wrote a whole post if you want to comment let them know how much you love him you can do that on the post on the site because that's a great place to or to or hate him, him or how happy you are that he's leaving <laughs> let's uh let's let's try not to hate mark give him give him a break for uh, <laughs> for a little bit <laughs> he gets enough hate over on youtube so it's it's okay uh there but uh yeah it's been great we're completely opposite people yet uh we, we share a lot of core values that uh, i appreciate and it's uh, made a great working relationship for many years and it's been a great time. So it won't be the same as Joe said, but the podcast will go on and uh, I'm hoping to make it into something that's uh, really cool. So uh, stay tuned for yeah, all I'm of excited. that. I'm excited to see what you guys do uh, for it. So, you know, I'll be listening and and I uh, look forward to, to hearing what you guys uh, come up with and, and what kind of guests you bring on and and uh, kind of see where it goes. So it'll be, it'll be fun. You know, uh, you know, when something changes or whatever it's always an opportunity to do to to kind of rebirth it and and do something different and that's always a good thing you know come up with new ways to do the same thing and and be unique and refresh and it's always something good you know it's like repainting a house new color new vibe life is changing always and that's uh the good Hakuna thing matata so, yes <laughs> no worries all right well that's going to do it for this uh episode Joe, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast? You can find me at As a Joe Flies all over social media. If you have any Disney needs, email me, Joseph Chung, at travelmation.net. How about you, Mark? 
Just not for one-day park tickets because they don't pay you for that for whatever reason. Stupid. But... Or two days. Or Well, geez. <laughs> They're like, only when you spend big bucks do we give you little bucks. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at DetroitMark. Email me, Market Miles to Memories, for the time being. You can, you know, uh, friend me on Facebook if you want to stay in contact. Those are probably the two best ways, Twitter and, and Facebook going forward. Uh, or you can uh, comment on any of the articles. I'll get back to you there. How about you, Sean? At Miles to Memories all over social media. And uh, I am looking for voices. So if you are a content creator and you're like an expert in a certain field and you want to come on the podcast and talk about it, certain rewards programs, things like that, hit me up, Sean at milestomemories.com or at Miles to Memories all over social media. All of our posts, videos, podcasts are at milestomemories.com. And thanks to everybody who left us some reviews. I think we got four reviews on Apple Podcasts this week after we announced our goal to get to 200 by the end of the year. So four more awesome. to go. Leave us five-star reviews. Leave us an awesome written review. We love to, we love to see them, and uh, especially when they're nice. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. He didn't back away from the desk before talking about. <laughs> Real quick on new terminals. Real quick on the well, I don't get it. It went over my head before Joseph. <laughs> it's a throwback Again? to the joke. It's the same like, joke, his... man. It's just, he just made you knocked joke. on the desk, so it was like perfect. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, the joke that I didn't get the time before I get it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. All right. Sorry, Joe. I will miss throwback will and miss... Out- outtakes, but not outtakes. I will miss this. Anyway. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.